Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Well, hey, uh, we are in a series right now entitled Divine Design Relationships, uh, and uh, in our core verse for these weeks that we'll be in the series is Romans 12 verse 2, one of our favorite verses here at North Point, and it says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Here's the thing. Everybody say, well, I want to know God's will for my life. I want to know God, what God has for me. I want to know. Okay, well, there is a process to getting there. He says, God will transform you as we change the way that we think. Then it will become clear. Then we can know what God's will is for each and every one of us. And that will, it is good, it is pleasing, and it is perfect. And so as as Christians, as Christ followers, here's what we know is that our relationships should be different. Our marriages should look different. But here is what we also know. They will not be different unless we make them different. Your relationships will not be different just because you believe in Jesus, but they should be different because you believe in Jesus. But we have to make them different. And what we've been saying is that there needs to be a design for relationships that, ha- that is attached to divine purpose. Amen. Okay, there's got to be a design. It's not enough to have a desire, okay? It's not enough to have a desire for a good relationship or even to have a desire for a divine purpose. No, we have to have a design for that. There, there needs to be a design in all of our relationships for the design for the divine purpose that God has from it. And while we might know this like intrinsically, we're like nodding like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. But what does that really look like? What does that really mean? Absolutely. It's the question. What kind of different is a Christian marriage, a, a biblically defined, a biblically based marriage? And, and so whenever we do a series like this, I always like to say this series can help you no matter what season of life you're in. But don't hear it from um, with ears that say, oh, man, I feel so bad about this or that in my past. That's not what this is about at all. This is about us looking into the word of God and saying, how should we be right now? How should we treat people right now? How can we take action right now? And so last week we started talking about the purpose of marriage. And if we look at the purpose of a Christian marriage, it is to glorify God and build his kingdom. To glorify God and build his kingdom. It glorifies God because we show a picture of God to the world through our marriage, according to the Bible, when we have unconditional love for each other and uncommon unity. That's our calling is to show that picture of unconditional love and uncommon unity. Um, And then also because we are under mission. So the mission of our marriage is the same as the mission of our life. Philip said it last week. You can't have a missional marriage unless you have a missional life. That's right. That's right. And the mission is the same. It's to build God's kingdom. And there's lots of things that are important in marriage. But if mission is the most important, 
If we have the purpose first, then everything else will fall into line. And we're looking at a framework as we work through this series and, and the framework for a, a, a divine design in our relationships is, is this. It is purpose, perspective, plan, and practice. Now, I want to lay this out for you because you can see we can, we're going to talk about how this relates to relationships. But I want you to know that this framework will work for anything in your life. This framework will work for business. This framework will work for anything that you're trying to change in your health. It, it, it will work for anything. There first has to be a purpose, and that purpose is our why. And then there has to be a perspective, and that is our, our what. And what, we've, what we were saying last week is that your purpose is going to be the thing that helps shape your perspective, right? So your, your mindset, your mental view is going to be shaped from your purpose, why it matters, why it is important. And out of that comes our perspective. And then what your perspective is going to do is your perspective is going to help form your plan. And then as that as that plan is formed, that plan is going to inform what you need to be practicing and what you need to be focusing on and what you need to be improving in this area of which we are specifically talking about relationships and marriage. And so the, the purpose of marriage, right, is the thing that shapes the perspective of marriage. Let me just give you a couple definitions real quick. The first definition for perspective is this, a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something it is a point of view. We said last week, it is your mental view. It is the lens of which you are seeing things. And the lens that you are seeing things is coming from this thing we call attitude, right? That's why you go, you go back to the, to the 1990s, right, and, and all the, the posters that were hanging on the wall, like they had that eagle flying, you know, and the eagle was flying, and it said, you know, your attitude determines your altitude, right? I mean, because it's like it's, uh, as high as you can go, it's, it's affected by your attitude, okay? Well, this is where your perspective is coming from. The way that you are seeing, it, it's shaping and forming your attitude. And that definition of attitude is one that we've looked at a lot here at North Point. But it is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Now listen, every, everything is a something. And every, everyone is a someone. So you have an attitude about all of the someones and all of the some things that are in your life. You have a, a settled way of thinking and feeling about all of those things. And that way of thinking and feeling is shaping what you are actually seeing. So good. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs 14, he says, Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Listen, your thoughts run your life, but they can ruin your marriage. Your thoughts run your life, but they can ruin your marriage. That's why whenever I was working with my coaching clients as we were ending December, the thing that I was talking to all of them about was this, is that perspective is everything. The way you see 2024, the way you see your January, the way you see the components of the things in your life, the way you see it, perspective is everything. And I, I read this quote last week by John Milton, and this is what he said. He said, the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. 
the, the mind has this amazing power to shape and shift all of the things that we are experiencing in our life. And so the way that we see marriage, the way that we see marriage is going to shape the way that we think about our marriage. And how we think about our marriage is ultimately going to determine how we behave and how we act in this relationship of marriage. So let's look at, at Romans 12, 1 and 2 again. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That's your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So offering our bodies as a living sacrifice is the action. That, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about submitting ourselves to God in such a way that we are offering our lives to him every single day and saying, God, you've given me this life, but I give it back to you. But the key to it is changing your perspective. If you try to offer your life, if you try to just submit yourself to God without changing your perspective, without being willing to change your perspective, you're not going to really be able to do that long term. That's why so many times people will come and say, I surrender all, but they don't go through the work of changing the way they think. And you're like, what happened to them? They were involved in everything five minutes ago. And it's like, yeah, but they, they hung on to their own points of view so tightly that eventually it ripped them away from the actions that they actually had already decided to take. See, perspective is the only thing that will keep you on mission moving forward. You have to constantly work on your perspective. So what's one thing that we could say about the perspective of a Christian marriage? What is one thing that we could say about the attitude that we have to have? And, and, and I think that it's found in Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I've already obtained all of this, or I've arrived at my goal. This is the Apostle Paul talking right? But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. In other words, he's saying, I'm not there yet. See, the apostle Paul preached the, the gospel, but he, he kind of like worked it out. Like this is how it should look in your life on a really, really detailed basis. And so he's preaching all of these things and he's, he's telling them, hey, listen, I'm not saying I have all this down perfectly, but this is one thing I do. I forget what's behind me and I strain towards what's ahead. I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so we look at that and we could say, he said, I'm going to let go of the past and I'm going to move forward and keep staying on mission. And if we're going to talk about the perspective of marriage, it has to be a forward looking or a future focused perspective. Now, whenever we, we say this, people are like, so are you just telling me I just have to forget everything? You can't. Yeah, that's right. 
unless we're going to go and like eradicate your brain cells, which I don't think is a good plan. You know, like you can't, you, you can't forget everything. You can't forget everything that, 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 that came in the past. Now, I will tell you that if you won't like bring it up like daily in your thoughts and your conversations, it will fade. But that's just a little, little pro tip for you. But, but you can't forget everything. But what we're talking about is focusing on what you can create today. Anybody who's been married more than five minutes knows that you have things that you wish you'd done differently. Okay? If you've been married, we've almost been married 20 years. That's very exciting. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, if you married that long, you have a lot of things that you wish you had done differently. Do you know how many of those things you can do anything about? Zero. Zero. But you can, you can move forward. You can create a different life. You can decide, hey, it, you know, a, a powerful thing happened to um, us the other day. I was sitting and I was watching my two girls just go at it. And um, Carolina, Lee, and Julietta, they're, they're adorable and they're really sweet, but they really sometimes don't like each other. <laughs> and there's a difference between fighting and not liking each other. Okay? Right? We all know. We all know. Yeah. Right? And, and, and they'd gotten into this, like, habit of they weren't just fighting. Honestly, they didn't like each other. And it, it was, I mean, it was, it was a thing. And I was sitting, and I was listening to them kind of yeah, yeah, and I was like, I'm just staying out of it right now because we've been doing this, and so I'm just leaving it. And all of a sudden, Carolina sat down in her chair, and she looked at Juju. She said, I am so tired of being mad at you. She said, I am so tired of being mad at you. And Chuchu just looked at her and said, me too, Carolina. And they said, could we just like not be mad at each other anymore? And I felt this like thing happen between the two of them. I'm not saying they don't still yin you. They're kids, right? They also are in a relationship. They're having to learn how to live together. That's not easy. But there's a difference between being mad at each other, between living with anger and animosity and bringing up every time that person did all of that. And you go, is it that simple? It's a start. It's about deciding that we can't do anything about what we built to this point, but we can build something different going forward. I can't do anything about the life that I've built to today, but I can do something about who I'm going to be going forward. You know, as Destiny said, the, the perspective, right, the mental view of a Christian marriage, it has to be future focused. But, but listen, it's not enough just to look into the future, okay? Because if you look into the future, with the exact same mindset and perspective that you've already had, then looking into the future is not going to work. And this is often the, the missing link for success when it comes to living out our mission in our marriage. And that is this, is that we have to learn how to think. That is the transformational part of the process. We have to learn how to think about this relationship. 
we have to learn how to think like God thinks about this relationship because we can sit here and we we can agree together all day long that the purpose of marriage is to glorify God and to establish his kingdom. We could agree that we need to create a plan to make that happen and we could all agree coming out of those things that there are things that we need to put in practice in our life so that those things will happen. We could all agree to all of those things but hear me. If we do not change our perspective, if we do not change our mental view, if we do not change our settled and established ways of thinking and feeling about marriage, then we will not be able to live a fully divine design in our relationships and in our marriage. There's the thing, marriage is difficult. There's challenging moments, right? There, there's, there's tough seasons. There's hard years. As a matter of fact, I, I saw this week, somebody said, I don't know how we thought that we were going to put two sinners under one roof and get happily ever after. Because the reality is, is you're going to be disappointed. In the journey, you're going to get discouraged. There's going to be moments where you just want to throw your hands up and say, I don't know what to do. Those moments are happening. They have happened and they will continue to happen. But this is why your perspective is so important. Because what I like to say is your view will see you through. Your view will see you through. Your perspective is so important because my mental view takes me beyond this current difficulty and it moves me into my future possibility. It takes me beyond this current season and it moves me into my future destiny. And so I've got to have this perspective that says this is what it is right now, but I believe that it can be different in the future because of God's grace, because of his divine assignment in my life things can change and I have to be able to see it because if I do not see it if I do not have that perspective that mental view then I will never be able to step into it I cannot be consumed by the way it has always been and also be compelled to move into what it can be so what are some perspective killers and some perspective keys in our lives? Because we, we, we studied Hebrews um, chapter 11 last year, and we went through like all the heroes of the, of the faith of the Old Testament and talked about how they all, you know, were resilient and they died still believing and they kept the faith. And, and at the end of that, in chapter 12 of the book of Hebrews, it says this. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw Throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. Fixing our eyes on 
Jesus. We keep our eyes on the future, but we also have to throw off some old things. We have to throw off things that jump on us that can hinder us and keep us from moving forward. So what are some of those things? Um, Comparison is one of those things. Comparison is a huge perspective killer when it comes to life, but I think especially when it comes to relationships. I remember one time we were, um, we were uh, teaching a couples class, and um, I um, was really irritated with Philip the night before, Saturday night. It was a couples class on Sunday morning. It was back when there was Sunday school, and so we were teaching this couples class, and um, I saw that one of the people in the class had gone on a date with their husband the night before and I was like well isn't that cute we don't do that and I can't remember what it was but like Philip had been late coming home like I had made dinner and you know he was late and I was just so irritated and I was like well they are out like he's prioritizing her he's doing this for her oh look at that and so when I show up at class I had an attitude You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if it was a settled way or thinking or feeling. It was like an old-fashioned 90s attitude. Like, I had an attitude. And um, I went up to the girl, and I was like, oh, I saw your date last night. She was like, yeah, it was so wonderful. And she left, and um, then I saw her husband. And I was like, oh, I saw y'all's date last night. He goes, date? He goes, my wife is the sweetest person in the world. He said, I had bought sushi for us to eat at home and as soon as I sat it on the table I got a work call and I was on that call for three hours he said I completely wasn't able to be present at all he goes oh man she's so sweet she just gives me so much grace and he ran out of the room to go find her and I stood there going okay (laughs) she wasn't lying that was legitimately how she felt. She wasn't comparing. I was letting her, her reality, which wasn't even like true, change the way I felt about my marriage. How many times do we do that? Can I just tell you that the standards that people you don't even know who have no expertise and no right to speak into your marriage, the things that they speak to you on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok and at the water cooler and all of these different things, I am just telling you it'll run your marriage. It'll run your marriage. I can remember my grandmother telling me she was talking about um, she was talking about her parents, my great grandparents, and she said, "You know, my mom was always offended at my dad because my dad was just not a romantic guy, and she 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 couldn't see all the great things that he brought to the table because he wasn't what she wanted and what some of her friends had." And I go, man. This has been going on a long time. Comparison will kill your perspective. Blame will kill your perspective. You know, so many times what we will do is we will blame our spouse for the bad relationship we have and not look at ourselves at all. You know the only person you can control? You. And if you're waiting on somebody else to change for you to have a great life, well, just get comfy. Because it doesn't, 
Because this is the truth is that so many times, no matter how much they change, you're still you. And the deep unhappiness that we have, we carry with us into every single situation. That's why marriage is not an answer for happiness. That's why kids are not an answer for happiness. That's why promotion is not an answer for happiness. There has to be something more than that regret. Overanalyzing the past. If only. Hey, I'm a huge, huge overanalyzer. I I will analyze it to death. I still think about the questions that I messed up on my college interviews. I I am there. I'm 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 not judging you, but I am telling you it'll destroy your perspective when it comes to your marriage because all you can do is move forward. All you can do is create something different going forward. You can't go back. You can't change what was before. But regret will ruin your perspective because it's like trying to drive a car looking through a rear view window, right? Rear view mirror. That's what those are called, right? That, right? And, and, and what is it? One, it's a tiny perspective because you don't, science tells us you don't even really remember what it was like. And by the way, every time you think of it, every time you bring a memory to the front of your brain, okay, every time you bring it, you change it. You recreate it. You enhance, intensify, and add emotions. So regret can literally distort the life that you thought you had. And then fear. You know, fear, we know, shuts down good decision-making. So if we're living with fear, we can't even make the great decisions for the future that we want to have. Negativity. Words matter. Speak life. I so encourage you to opt out of the roasting culture that seems like it's a good idea in marriage. Just, just be kind. I'm not talking about that from being a sensitive person. I, I'm, I'm actually really not. I, I'm talking about like, did you just say, mm-mm? That was quite funny. <laughs> but it's true. I, but I want to speak life. Because you never know when those words that you meant as a joke will slide in and plant a seed in somebody's heart. So if those are killers, what are some keys? Gratitude. If you are ever having a hard time, just think about five things that you are grateful for about the person that you're having a hard time with. This works in marriage. It works in work. It works in everything. Forgiveness, responsibility, taking personal responsibility, generosity, patience. So many times we we lose our marriage, not because we fall out of love, but because we lose our perspective. And we stop doing the things that allow us to maintain a great perspective, like being grateful, and we start comparing. And here's what I would say. If you stop doing the keys, you will find yourself with the killers. If, If you stop doing the things that you need to be doing, you will naturally gravitate towards the things that you don't need to be doing. And there's, there's really no neutral, right? There's really no middle. You're going to live one way or the other. And so we always want to make sure that our mindset, right, our perspective is moving us into the future that we desire. 
that we really want to have. And so that, that's, that's where we are today. We're talking about this mindset, this perspective. And here's what I know. If for every single one of us, there is an area, there is an avenue of, of our mental view that needs to shift and needs to change. For every one of us, we need a greater perspective. This is why me and Destiny over the lifetime of, of 20 years have spent thousands of dollars in counseling. Why? Because Still perspective. Yeah. Perspective. We're in counseling three times a month, individually and then to, once together, every single month. Why? Because we need perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There is a mental view that we don't have that will take us to the next level of relationship. And so it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It doesn't matter how, how good your marriage is. Every single one of us can get a new perspective, a new way of seeing. And when we begin to see it differently, we can start to get then different results. And babe, if people aren't ready to go to counseling, yeah. you know, there's other things they can do to, to start that, that thing. I mean, get into a group. Yes. Get into a marriage group where, yeah. where people are talking about their own struggles That's and right. where they can where you can grow together. It, it may seem intimidating, but it's a great thing to do. You can read a book. You can go to one of the marriage classes. There's things that you can do. But I, I completely agree. People often, I, I told somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, I, we go to counseling basically every week. And they were like, oh, y'all got a lot of problems. And I'm like, no, we're humans. And we're trying to avoid a lot of problems. Yeah. Because we, we want somebody who's, who's going to help us to change our perspective and, and have the marriage we need for the next 20 years. But I think that this comes back to perspective, and I know we, we got to wrap up. But listen, I, I think it comes back to perspective. Is are we just trying to stay married, or are we trying to create the greatest marriage that's ever existed on the planet? That's a perspective. Are, 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 are we just trying to make it through, or are we trying to optimize this thing? Are we trying to maximize? Are we trying to get the most out of this possible? Are we trying to squeeze everything that we can out of this relationship to give God glory and to impact the earth? What, 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 what is our perspective on this relationship? Because I think that that's where it starts. And next week we'll talk about plan and practice and, and we'll get into some practicalities. But if we don't have the right mindset when it comes to relationship and marriage then those practicalities aren't going to matter because they're not going to last because mm. we don't see it the right way. That's so good. Why would I have that kind of perspective? Why wouldn't I just kind of dial it in? Because the purpose of marriage is to glorify God. Because uncommon love and uncommon unity doesn't just happen. Because building the kingdom of God is worth all of our effort. And if, if my mission is going to be impeded by me not allowing God to change my perspective on my marriage, man, I'm, I'm willing to let that go. Because we have a mission and it's worth it. Will we just stand all over this place? We're going to close. This is what I, I want you to take away. I want you to take away the encouragement that you can have a different kind of life because of Jesus. And because you can have a different kind of life, you can have a different kind of marriage.
You may say, Destiny, my spouse isn't in the room. They don't follow Jesus because you can still have a different kind of life. You can be a different kind of person in your marriage. That's what the Bible says. Do you know that's one of the things that they addressed first in the early church? Jesus sees you, he loves you, he cares for you. I may have said destiny, but I've 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 just barely am hanging on. But but what if there's more? What if there's more? What if there's more to life? What if there's more to relationship? What if there's more? Will you bow your heads with me? Father, we want your perspective. God, we want to submit our lives to you. We, we want to give you our lives. We want to live every day on mission. Father, you created marriage. Before sin entered the world, you created this beautiful relationship. And so, Father, I pray that we would be open to your perspective on it, that we wouldn't just hold on to those settled ways of thinking and feeling that give us comfort, that give us security, that help us to feel justified, but rather that we would just open-handedly say, Lord, is there more? Can you, can you show me? Can you show me a different way to see? I want to be future focused. I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to live in comparison. I want to live in blame. I want to be a person who lives with gratitude for what I do have instead of resentment for what I don't. I want to be a person who lives on marriage, on mission in my marriage and in every area. Lord, help us. Help us to see the way that you see. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Lord, now more than ever. God, I pray for the marriages in this room. I pray that even for those who have been at odds in their souls towards each other, that today would be a new beginning a new beginning. We can't forget what happened in the past, but we can choose that this will be another new start to create something better, to create something new. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.